Welcome to the Extremely Live podcast and live stream. I am here with Sir Spencer of the Bowl After Bowl podcast. Welcome back. My first returning guest, dude. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah. thanks so much for having me back. Absolutely. Um, What's been like, what, two months, a month? Uh, Yes, sir. Um, Think about, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when we left off, you were, uh, you were regaling me with your tales of being, uh, a Bitcoin gambler, which I quite <laughs> enjoyed. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, you were saying, uh, like you, you, as you were kind of researching the, the lightning network, you kind of started getting a little more, uh, uh, serious isn't the right word but you be you became more good word about it yeah protective of your a little less degenerate let's say (laughs) yeah takes it takes all types though so yeah you gotta you gotta have some degeneracy every now and then yeah um so that's cool so you yeah you uh and you i think that you said that maybe coincided with starting your podcast and setting it up with uh or or maybe that came later i don't know you tell me yeah, we had kind of two eras of the podcast. Mm. Um, we started the podcast like in 2014, and then oh wow, uh, in at the end of 15, we kind of had a or in the middle somewhere in there. Sometime in 2015, we had a hiatus for a long time. Mm. We didn't come back on until like the summer of 2020. I want to say I think that's oh, right. Wow. So we've been back for two years now. Nice and. Um, Coming back, it wasn't even until the end of 2020 that we got on this podcasting 2.0 kit because it was like it wasn't even around when we started back up. You know, right? Yeah, it's like is it even a year old yet? It is. Uh, I think gonna be two years in September. Oh, okay. So it has been around for a little bit. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So it was like just after. It was like a few months after we started back up. Maybe gotcha. like six months after that that I heard of it. Um, right. Because I think episode four was like when I first was tuned in or clued into it. Mm. Just happened to be listening to the No Agenda stream, and it was um, they played an episode after the show. Oh yeah, yeah, after yeah. the Sunday show. Totally. And, uh, How yeah, is that I was show? Like, I've only heard about it just when he uh, when Adam casually mentions it on the uh, on the regular No Agenda show. There. Is oh, it, how's podcasting two point Yeah, is it like technical? Is it? It's technical enough, but yeah. not like, not so that it makes it uninteresting, you know. Gotcha. Um, so it's still like an actual show. Yeah, it's that's cool. It's definitely entertaining. Uh, he and Dave have a really good chemistry together, and then there's always like interesting guests from all over the different uh, spheres of of what they've got going on, different projects. Sometimes it'll be podcasting host companies have representatives on there. Uh, Dame Jennifer was on the last one, so that's oh, a great nice. one. You know, if you if you want to get started with one, that's an excellent one. Cool. They're having a uh, hackathon upcoming, Ooh. so they're gonna have you know people working on different podcasting 2.0 stuff. That's cool. And uh, prizes, Ooh, value for value, and prizes involved. So yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I'm looking forward to that. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, that's very cool. I've uh, always since since I was since I was a little kid, I've uh, wanted to make games and uh now they have all these um 
like video game engines that like Unity and Unreal Engine. And yep. I just started messing around with uh, Godot, which is a an open source like version of those things. Very very cool. And the language is based on Python, so I'm currently trying having my own personal hackathon trying to <laughs> understand nice. code. Uh, it's so awesome. hard, but I think yeah, more satisfying. people should do it. Yeah. Oh, do you it's, know? Uh, yeah. So my day job is actually teaching code. Oh um, wow! I didn't know that. Camp. Yeah. That's cool. Very yeah, cool. So. so no wonder you're like, you're you're all about this hackathon. You actually know what yeah, you're doing. It. Uh, I would go that far, maybe, but <laughs> uh, I know some stuff. What do you uh, uh, what mainly do you teach? In, mainly in web development. Uh, oh, we cool. teach the uh, uh, the .dot net stack. So we teach like it starts out with just the basic HTML and CSS, right? And then we teach you the basics of C sharp, which is your you know logic based language uh, in our stack, um, and then bring you back to the front end with some JavaScript, and then um, a lot of time is spent on building uh, .NET Core MVC apps after you learn all the tiers. You know, we're basically churning out front-end developer, I mean, uh, full-stack developers. Nice. Uh, there is a I couple weeks on data. I just knew I understood what that means. Like, because you, you said front-end. So it's front-end and back-end and everything yeah. in between the full-stack. Got it. Yeah, the, the way that we look at it is, like, there are three tiers. There's, like, the front-end, which is just everything a browser can read. HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. And then there's the back end, which is pure data. So right. like a SQL database like is what we teach. But there's a lot of different ways to do databases. And then uh, we we consider the middle tier a separate thing, which like a lot of guys just say there's front and there's back and there's not really a middle. But uh, there is kind of, especially when you're working with MVC uh, architecture, you can consider the kind of middle tier as the middleman between what's being displayed and what's being put in the database, you know, where all of the C sharp logic is built out. So, gotcha. um, yeah. And what's nice about the course is like, we churn out students that can go on to be, you know, full stack web developers or some, uh, students find they really jive in one particular, uh, area of the stack. And they say, no, I want to go into data or I want to be a front end designer or all this stuff. So right. it's cool to have exposure to all parts of it. And then you can kind of, yeah. take it all on or you know you at least know it all totally. uh, you as you at least have experience in it all i should say yeah that's very cool i uh i always end up buying like uh online courses and uh, like i just bought like a python course for like 20 bucks it's pretty good yep. and then uh whatever i can find for free on <laughs> youtube of course but uh you ever uh you ever see the book and website automate the boring stuff i i just uh downloaded it yeah nice yeah i would re highly recommend going through that one cool that's a great python uh book and and the whole thing's available online for free so yeah yeah his website uh seems pretty it just has a lot of content i've noticed yeah um that's very cool are you like on hands in person or at least like are you like a in a teacher directly talking to these people? Yeah, That's we're cool. we're all virtual now and have been right, for like right. the past couple of years. But um, yeah, it's like uh, five days a week, eight thirty to four, like full class time. You know, wow. so yeah, it's like an intensive. It's an intensive program. Yeah, that's so. cool. That's very cool. I uh, I've I've not done one of those, but uh, I I would be interested. I I I'm fairly good at just reading a book and and teaching myself. 
but it would be it would definitely be helpful to to actually just be able to talk to talk through something you know like yeah. if i didn't quite understand like there's there's some stuff that's like i don't know like uh the plus equals representing yeah. like <laughs> like three like it's like shorthand for like three different things that i haven't even yeah there's yet, like you know? a lot of ways you can add one to a variable <laughs> yeah exactly you do like the plus plus or the plus equals or the equals x equals x plus one yeah exactly so it's like just sorting it's just so or, much information like or the smart ass meme makers will do like the x minus equals negative one <laughs> a real brain bender the real hacksaws out real, there it's really nasty the guys writing code in the shape of asshole a way to do it but it still works <laughs> yeah. technically <laughs> yeah that's funny every every like online course i've bought they're always just like just make the code clean please they're just always yeah. stressing that well it makes sense like the at least in I've done a little in C sharp uh, with uh, with Unity, and uh, it also works in that Godot engine I mentioned as well. Cool. Um, so I messed around just to, just like bare 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 bones, like uh, basically copying and pasting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it the real a real try with Python. I think only because it uh, it feels. It feels like I can maybe understand it on its face a little a little better just yeah, by looking at it. Like you can kind of guess what the code is doing. The syntax is not quite as complicated. And there's, right. You don't need all like the curly braces and different things. Yeah. Python's a really great like first language to learn, I think. Yeah, that's what people uh, seem to seem to say a lot online. I've just watched yep. – uh, I, you know, it's weird. I, I'm not a huge fan of the Lex – do you watch Lex Friedman at all? I've seen a few. He's so, he talks so slow and like like it's just I don't know what it is, but like it bugs me a little bit. But yeah. I always end up watching because he gets tons of good guests, and I always end up watching the whole thing. So he's doing sure. something right. But he's got uh, what is his name? Uh, Cormac John. Uh, what is, I'm going to say the wrong name. I'm going to mix him with John Romero. No, that's uh -oh. right. John Carmack, the Doom yeah, okay. uh, Doom dude. Okay. And uh, he's he's like crazy smart uh and like i guess he's just like a master coder dude and uh even he was mentioning that he, he his favorites are are c sharp and uh and python nice. or, uh, sorry c c plus plus he did mention sure. c sharp as well though um for plus whatever. plus is like slightly leader oh word i yeah. i remember that was like the cool and a lot of the uh, cool yeah. game program language exactly a lot of the gaming programming does that i that's like i have so many bucket list things you know what i mean like mm. of things i'd love to do someday and yeah. uh gaming you know making games is definitely one of them but god i, I just like i feel like i have so much shit that i already wanted to have done by now that i'm I still know. working on you know Dude, so I, i'm like, right there with you i it's 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 at this point it's like it's in you know 30 minute spurts where i get a chance to like sit yep. down and watch a tutorial and try and write a line of code that works but yeah uh, yeah it's tough. definitely it's, go ahead it, it's a lot like learning a foreign language you mm -hmm. know you need that immersion to totally. really get it totally. and it's also kind of like starting off it's just vocab and like learning to recognize like you know, in any foreign language, you start just with the alphabet. You're just yeah. like, all right, well, this is a slightly different alphabet. Here's what it looks like. Right. Here's what all the letters mean and sound like. And then you can get to words and then 
little tiny phrases, you know, yeah. and coding is the same way of like, all right, this is a string. This is an integer. This is, mm -hmm. you know, this is how you do a little branch, a tiny branch of if else. This is how you do a little tiny loop. And then like you can get more complicated. But like you think about how long it takes in a foreign language when you're learning it to go from like repeating phrases out of a book, mm. which is like our copy paste, right? Yeah. To like actually expressing your own uh, original thoughts and ideas yeah. or like subtle things like being funny yeah you know like being funny in a foreign language that's that's tough you you don't just do that right when you're learning it you know yeah. you could like learn a corny joke in a different uh you know yeah the hello you, like, world of... <laughs> right but can you like come up with like wit or say something back to somebody who just said you know what i mean like yeah and totally. i think that's sort of like as as um programming too that's like that next level of oh now i can like write my own stuff i can come up with my own uh yeah um, functions and programs and stuff totally i'm already like fantasizing about automating parts of my job like could i do it yeah could i could i automate uh like exports that will just like just go on its own i don't even have to think about it what's tight about that automate the boring stuff is it starts off like baby's first code where it mm. starts off with just you know, data types, mm -hmm. and it goes all the way to graphic uh, user interface manipulation where you're moving the mouse around and stuff. So, That's cool. like, it it goes from basics to super advanced and throughout the whole book, so. Very cool. Yeah, I'll, uh, like, this making this uh, live stream, putting this together, this, that was my last big project, and now that I've yeah. got that kind of figured out, I'm like, all right. I can I can get back into trying to make one level of a like a Mario style game. There you go. Yeah, it's baby but, steps, man. That's how it goes. Totally, you just gotta totally. you just gotta keep at it and keep grinding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you say, it's it it is overwhelming, especially like you know I'm in my late thirties. I think you are as well. I don't remember early uh, early for me, but but it's just like it's getting to that time where it's like. There's a lot of stuff I want to do, and yeah. life doesn't last forever, man. I know. I just, I try to get, I try to keep it all, like, it, even the back burner stuff, like, I just keep it all in my mind, you know? Yeah. And, like, sometimes I'm a little too hard on myself of, like, there's all this stuff I want to do, but that's all right, because I still want to do it. Like, just yeah. keeping on wanting to do it is a good thing. Totally. It's like, you're, you're going to get to that when you can, Yeah. but you know, to have that fire still, uh, you'll be able to kindle that, you know, when you get time and build yeah, up totally. to it. Like, yeah. uh, an, another random, totally off the wall thing is we, we got chickens going this year, oh, cool. which we've, we've wanted to do for like a few years. It's like have chickens and get our own eggs. And now I'm eating my own eggs, you know, like yeah. I started this spring with little baby chicks. So, um, that's awesome. It's just, it's just another thing that like, we talked about for years and years and now like we're now that we're actually eating the eggs you're just like yeah man totally i i grew up with uh chickens and goats on some land in upstate new york and man i would love to have chickens too like i think about it as well it's just just the idea of being able to provide for yourself something like that is so awesome like I uh I I started meeting up with it's it's too bad cuz he's he's uh he's moving but I started meeting up with uh Tom Starkweather 
Uh, oh yeah. The guy who always his names on the like on the end of the podcast all the time for his remixes and stuff. Yep. He lives like three blocks from me. I had no idea. That's wild. I know. So uh, uh small New York. I know. It was cuz the the uh this podcast he he like reached out to me on uh, on No Agenda social and uh I we started meeting up uh, and hanging out. He's a cool dude. And, uh, uh, he, uh, he like, he's really good at growing plants. Like his apartment's just packed with like, cool, like full, like full of life plants, like way more than I've ever been able to handle. (laughs) And, uh, he's moving. So he's getting rid of some stuff. So I bought a, uh, a, like a dwarf lemon tree off him. Ooh, uh, cool. Bought it with Bitcoin. I t- I'm telling everybody it's the most expensive uh, lemon tree in the entire world. Ah, that's what's up. <laughs> in like 10 years, it'll be anyway. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, just, just it is frustrating to live in New York City and and have that exact same thing of like, I'd love to have chickens and have my own, my own eggs. I'd love to have a small garden and be able yeah. to go out and like, pick you know garlic and peppers and lettuce and like just just like the the basics just have all the basics on hand would be so awesome and like it's it's really rewarding too it's like i feel like it tastes better and it's like yeah it feels feels better you know it feels like it's it's got to be better better for you like it's like like it it just gardening is supposedly supposed to be extremely like it gets a lot of uh, anxiety and depression out. Like you're, sure. you're uh, what, what is beeping? I got some weird noises. Sorry. Uh Oh, no, you're all yeah. good. Um, yeah. Like it's supposed to be like super healthy for you. Um, uh, what was I saying? Yeah. And it's, it, it is frustrating living in a big city and having those kind of, kind of desires because there's just yeah. not, like there's like community gardens around here but even that sure. sounds like yeah i don't know like a class project doesn't sound like my own thing yeah you know? <laughs> you know, I, like, we've got a few community gardens around here and uh, i'm just kind of glad we have like a just a i mean we don't have a great big lot or anything you know mm-hmm. we're we're in the city um but with kansas city it's a little different you know right. you can have like a little yard and yeah exactly. chickens are all right here and uh you have up to 12 i think is what it is we have eight right now but nice how uh are you getting eggs every day now yeah we're getting a few eggs every day now so our oldest are we have like four oldest hens we started with six chicks Hmm. and then my dog got a hold of two of them (laughs) oh no (laughs) like right before we were gonna put them outside in the coop they they were were still in the garage you know so they were like juveniles (laughs) uh so we were like shit and uh we nature goes yeah so we got four more damn dog and uh so now they're they're out there i um we started with this coop setup that i got at like a local farm uh, chain i don't know if they had like the wrong sticker on it or what but it's these big two cedar coops with like a t run integrated in all built in that was like the sticker price was 350 and they had $50 off all coops that week. Whoa. So we like 300 bucks flat. We got this coops. And then we go in there and all the other models are like they're smaller or they don't have runs with them and they're like 700 bucks. Holy shit. So I was like and it was the last of its kind there. I was like I don't know how we got this deal but we got it and I put that together and then we ended up putting it right near our deck and we have like a 
a deck that just has like a crawl space under it, you know, like a load three steps up deck kind of. So I ended up just wiring all around the deck. And then I built a tunnel from there to their run. So they've got like five times the area That's cool. as they did before. And yeah, now they, now they just love it. They're running all over, laying eggs. <laughs> Every time they lay an egg, they're all proud of themselves. So they start like doing this. <laughs> it's hilarious. I always hope my neighbors don't hate me over that. But I'm always do, you like, a, Man. do you have to have a rooster? Like, is that the, the whole deal that the rooster needs to be there or no? Not just if you want chicks, like if you gotcha. want them fertilized, but they'll make eggs just regardless. no matter what. Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, that's the, like I I guess uh, like with um, cows, I think you have to have a bull to like sure in order to get them to lactate. Yeah, exactly. That so makes I was sense. Curious if, I yeah, was with curious the roosters, if... I I don't think I could do a rooster, man. Those Dude, things are loud and annoying. They're loud. They can be mean. Like my parents, like, I don't think they, uh, I don't think they were doing it quite right. Cause we definitely had like multiple roosters at a time. That can yeah. be good. Like that's, that sounds like <laughs> a recipe for, uh, fights. Uh, but they yeah. were like super aggressive. Me and my little brother, we used to keep the, uh, chicken feed in like metal garbage cans. Yeah. And, uh, we would use the, the lid as like a shield. Cause the f- <laughs> fucking roosters would like t- attack. <laughs> They're wild, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roosters are a pain for sure. Goats are fun. That was cool. I liked. Uh, I liked hanging out with the goats for sure. Um, yeah, I I miss that. I miss the kind of the uh, not so not so much farm uh, farm situation, but like just like country, like 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 you sure. say, fresh air, some land, at least a, just a plot of land you can do something yeah, on. Yeah, just some grass you can walk on that's yours, you know. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I'm uh, hoping this uh, whole housing market crashes again, <laughs> like 2008 yeah. style. Dude, Everybody's we, ready. Everybody's been ready for a while. Oh it's God. still, uh, just, it's still just going up, so you're just like, I don't know. I... Uh, you know, it's it it happened right as like me and my wife were like, okay, we can like look at something like three hours outside the city, like keep it as cheap as possible. Maybe we can get a down payment in, and then like right as we started to go look at places like that, like people in fucking uh, like Land Rovers were rolling up and just buying them in cash right out. Oh man, it's just like okay, this is this is not happening. This is such a bummer. And it's been like that ever since, around at least around here. Especially when like COVID first hit, everybody was freaked out, just literally buying like their upstate bunker to get out of New York City. And it's just like everywhere, two hours outside the city is has gone up at least a hundred grand in price. Yeah, it's insane. And even even if you had the money, or even if you could get the bank to give you the money, someone mm-hmm. else has it in cash. So it's it's been a little disheartening on that end. Yeah, it's it's hell out there for buyers. Mm-hmm. I've got a. You speaking of doing like way too many things. I I have real estate license in Kansas and Missouri, so oh nice dabble in that as well. And uh, yeah, for buyers, it's just it's so rough right now, yeah. man. Yeah, it's like yeah, I don't know. Like I like living in New York City, but it sucks that we're just going to be paying absurd rent for the rest of our lives. Like it's never going down. Right. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's just, you can't save. 
substantially, like just because your rents yep. into like what you could be saving for a house. It's just a whole conundrum. Totally, yeah. It's like a vicious cycle. Yeah, the the that is being created supposedly by the WEF. <laughs> man, <laughs> I think it comes back to uh, fractional reserve banking, man. Yeah. And a dollar based upon debt rather than upon anything else. I know. It's, it's I've wild. I've been reading uh, uh, The Seventh Property. Ooh, Eric Yates this? came to a uh, came to a Bitcoin meetup of ours recently. And so I've been reading this book, man. And it's, it's really cool because uh, usually our speakers uh, that come to our Bitcoin meetups, they're like come from a place of uh, – technical expertise you know they're mostly like code guys are like they run uh like the guy from ronin dojo came once and did a uh, a talk or like some guys from uh like graham from voltage came out or different guys like that you know who are on the coding side or like the builder side of it but um yates is like uh comes from the financial world yeah so he had like a whole different perspective and um his is the first bitcoin book i've read like a physical you know flip through copy of i've i've read uh 21 lessons and i've uh by Gigi and uh i've had him on the show and um so so it was like that was the first thing i really like fully read hmm. uh, of a bitcoin work but um yeah yates his book what's what's awesome about it is he's the first guy i've ever read who like just goes for it and like fully explains what's going on without a bunch of metaphors, you know, like right. he just like, uh, like the Bitcoin protocol and like how it works, how, how a private key is generated and what it does and how a public key is generated. And then like why it all works, uh, and why, you know, what a, um, logarithmic curves are and all this stuff. Like it's all laid out. So like, do I understand it? I have a better understanding. Do I understand what all of that means? <laughs> I wouldn't say, like really well no <laughs> but I've, I've looked at it now and i like have a familiarity with it mm -hmm. maybe not an understanding yet but i just um the way that he writes it's so well presented because it the, the book starts off with money mm. and so it's like the history of money all the way back to shells and beads and uh what money is like why what money wants to be you know it wants to be the most saleable good it wants right. to be saleable across time across space uh and it wants to be divisible easily uh, carried around and divided all these kinds of things and then every chapter it like recaps at the end kind of like the tldr so you can get really deep and technical in the middle of the chapter and then at the end it's like to recap this is what this whole chapter was about that's cool so then it goes on through like the history of money and then when we went to gold and silver and then when we went to uh, fractional reserve banking and the Bank of England and, uh, you know, the Euro uh, European banking uh, and then the Federal Reserve uh, eventually, you know. So, like, the U.S. has had – this is our fourth central bank currently. Uh, yeah. So the history of all of that. And it's just, like, since 1971, since, like, the gold standard was eliminated temporarily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still gone. Yeah. Uh, we, we've we've had this dollar that's based upon nothing it's based upon debt you know like the fed holds debt on its books and it calls that like collateral or equivalent or backing you know all of the money that it floats out there yeah and then for every dollar that it puts into the system there's 10 people that like 
think they have claim or ownership of that dollar just because <laughs> of how the reserve requirements work, you know? It's wild. Like, I knew things were bad, right? And I knew, like, Ron Paul, old school, audit the Fed, all this shit, right? But, <laughs> like, to get into the, like, hone in on the specifics of why it's bad and how long it's been bad and when it went bad, like, all those specific details, man, I highly recommend the seventh property. That's very cool. I I just uh, got a Kindle and uh, I, you know, for the longest time I've been thinking like, do why would you get a Kindle? I feel like I don't need one. Do I want one? I've always kind of wanted one, but I ended up just doing it. And I have to say it, uh, it fills the same place that mindlessly scrolling on your phone feels feels because uh, it's just like a, a piece of, uh, electronics or whatever. But, uh, dude, I have been, my reading has like tripled easily in the past, like two months. It's insane. And one of the things I'm reading is, uh, Saifedean Amus is, uh, the Bitcoin standard. Um, and I'm finally getting through that. And there's similar, similar things that you're mentioning, like yeah. with the, with the history of money at the very least, uh, but I'll check that out for sure. I also got um, yeah, Yakes is cool. Uh, got, you can uh, his Twitter too is just his name, Erica Y A K E S. I believe I follow him actually. Uh, once you said his name a couple times, I'm like I definitely know that name. I lo- uh, I love his book. Like the first half of his book, he's starting out each chapter with like a different Mike Tyson quote, <laughs> and then the second half they all start with different Kanye West quotes, <laughs> and then all of a sudden like there's like ch- there's charts and everything too like there's visual aids throughout the book and then like you get to where like person a sends the person b a bitcoin transaction but it's like mike tyson sending <laughs> kanye west a bitcoin transaction it's a it's awesome man That's so it's really like funny. it's super like it's got the best of both worlds because it's like you know it's it's meme and funny and like approachable but it's also like super in-depth that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah, I love all that stuff. That 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 is the one very cool thing about Bitcoin is it just it expands the things you're interested in uh and and the things you uh like search out. Like I I never would have sought out any of this economic stuff. I never would have taken the time to understand what fractional reserve banking even means. You know what I right. mean? Like yeah. never in a million years would I, I look at any of this shit. And now I'm oh, like, I, I love just saying those three words to yeah. people and watching their eyes glaze over. I, man. Know. I know it's just crazy though. Like it's just the, just the fact that they completely just corrupted the system without anyone really kind of saying it's, anything. It's is totally nuts. Because yeah, like it, it's wild. At the very end of the 18th century, you couldn't get you couldn't get popular support for a central bank because everybody was wise to that shit. You yeah. know, everybody was like, "No, they're gonna fucking devalue our money. Dude. We're not down with that. Fuck you." And and now people don't even know like what a central bank does or is or why. They just yeah. trust it. They're just like, "Yeah, well, it's like I I don't know. I'm not that smart." Like. Uh, it's they're probably doing fine i don't know no it's, it's probably even, a really hard job but they're that. doing their best you know? <laughs> it's even like, worse than that it's they're like, not no, saying like, i'm not smart they're saying 
yeah, I'm smart. I know the same stuff everyone else knows, and, right, uh, and it's yeah. good. <laughs> and I you're dumb know, for saying something different. Right. Well, you think these guys don't know what they're doing? You think you'd do it better than them? <laughs> like, well, that's the thing. I would, I would like completely just take apart what they're doing and <laughs> yeah. disallow it. God, I have so many books on my reading list. One of them is uh, the, from Jekyll Island, which is about the creation of the central bank. I'm excited to check that out. Oh, right. Um, just to, like you say, go deeper, understand what the hell, how this happened. Yeah. And the other thing, I'm, I'm like halfway through uh, the fourth turning. Have you heard of that? It's pretty, pretty mm-hmm. popular right now. It's just like. Just the just you saying that you know a few generations ago they were they were like saying hell no why the hell would we set up a central bank because <laughs> they right. were, they understood the concept or had lived through something right. similar yeah it's like the fourth turning is like this generational um, cycle of of uh, of just basically civilizations falling into disarray and and the process of getting back to a good place uh and it's it's literally because the just people are too far removed from the last fuck yep. up to know yep. that it's a fuck up right and that's why you get like these They're world like, wars and it's how it's always been yeah. i mean if you think about the federal reserve notes just being good because the government says they're good and that's it and they're mm-hmm. not like actually they don't translate into anything else that's been going on since way before we were born you yeah. know 71 it ended so and like like my dad graduated in 80 so he wouldn't have been you know yeah even he wouldn't have really like been aware of what's going on and even the regular person during that time wouldn't like no one's watching c-span at the end of the day like i gotta fire up c-span well and that you know it was a time of turmoil and they said you know hey we need to do this like it's just temporary don't worry but like we just need to do this because we're in a squeeze and then they unsqueezed it (laughs) And, you know, you can't run on the banks. You can't run, make a run on the banks when you can't turn your notes in for gold. So, oh like, God. you know, then it fucking problem solved on yeah, that one. Seriously. Everyone who owns assets, get ready. You're about to become a trillionaire. It's crazy, man. I know. It really is wild. Hey, man, at least we're making a bet. And uh, hopefully it pays yeah. off with this fucking Bitcoin, baby. That's right. That's why I run my own nodes, too. Yeah, hell yeah. I just uh, switched to a uh, cold card. I, uh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I was using a ledger. I like ledger. Nothing against ledger at all. Sure. Um, but I just, I don't know. I just felt like making a change, going Bitcoin only, like hardware wallet. Sure. It feels like more removed, like like there's no like slick app that has like yeah. Right now we've added this new feature, like it's even more removed. It feels like I love that. Yeah, yeah. It feels like I'm like have a soldering like, iron or something. Like it's log not, on and make an account and yeah. need to update the thing or whatever. Totally. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Which uh, yeah, I, I'm into that. I'm into that for sure. Yeah, man. I. Uh, that's the other thing is like just there's so much to learn there's so much out no there doubt. that is like so interesting and, and and it's just man the time dude the time it's, thing it's crazy yeah you, you heard about uh albi wallet no these guys are pretty new on the scene but they're doing some big moves um albi is main like it's it's A-L-B-Y? main impl- yep it's main implementation right now is like a browser extension 
Ooh. But, um, it lets you, you know, you can have an Albi account on their node or you can add your own node to it. Um, but it's really useful for all those sites that use WebLN, like Stacker News or oh. like the Podcast Index. Like now, because of Albi, you can go to podcastindex.org and listen to podcasts directly from there and boost and just stream sats from there too. That's sick. It's, so it's, it's pretty it looks tight. like MetaMask, but for Bitcoin, that's pretty cool. It's a bit like that, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like I uh, other, have value for like, value right here for podcasters. Very yep. cool. What's cool about that is there's been a few people that have tried it and uh, it's been kind of shaky. But now with Albi, I've tested it on my own shows. And if you get podcasters who come on and they don't have their own node or they don't have their own like onboarded implementation of, you know, receiving sats for, for shows, hmm. you can just have them make their own Albi account and then ask them to give you the, you know, the little split. Uh, there's like a custom key and a custom value that they'll give you. And you can put that into the value split for your guest and like split them off a percentage. And That's so sick. like, no, now nobody has an excuse as a guest anymore. When they come on, I'm like, I'm, I just, am like, do you run your own node? Do you have that set up? Then I'll get you on, I'll get you an Albi wallet. And you know, maybe they've never touched Bitcoin before. Maybe right. they don't like it, maybe whatever, but like, all right, well you don't have an excuse anymore. Cause now you can say for the rest of your life, like, oh yeah, I was on bull after bull in 2022. And I guess they gave me Bitcoin. I don't know. How do you, <laughs> Where is that at? Is that somewhere? <laughs> do I do I still have that? That's really figure cool. it out, my man. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, like now now if they come through, man, even if they're not in the Bitcoin world, like we're gonna get them hooked up to that. That's very cool. I like and that. And I'm gonna a lot. I'm gonna have to try. Speaking of like to do list shit, I'm gonna have to go through my back catalog. So for everybody who doesn't have one, I'm gonna have to be <laughs> like, yo, the excuses are over, man. That's great. I'm gonna check this out for sure. I want to. Uh... Yeah, it's fun, man. They really changed the game up. I've, I'm impressed with what they're doing. Yeah, that's very cool. Hell yeah. You can also um, you can also add like a meta tag to your websites that just uh, you put in your Albi address, so they give you like a lightning address. Like mm. uh, I think mine's Sir Spencer at getalbi dot com. That sounds that's right. Sick. So it's like, and so you can just. It's it looks like an email address. Yeah. You can just send lightning to that. Makes it Whoa. way easier. Yeah, dude. That's it's funny you say that. I, I was just thinking the other day, like I feel like normies need some something like that. Like something yeah. where it's like it's an abstraction. Like the, yeah. it's behind the scenes, they don't see all that crazy code. Yeah. You don't gotta fuck with the QRs. It's like yeah. fucking Venmo or whatever. It's just like an at handle. That's smart. For me, uh, like I always preach, run your own node. That's the way, you know. Mm. Um, but when I can get people on Albi, and it's like slightly custodial, depending on how you do it, you know. Yeah. Uh, you can make it totally non-custodial if you set it up right, but you probably have a little bit more knowledge in order to do that. But just planting the seeds out there, you know, little Johnny Sat seed, like <laughs> that's gonna sprout, that's gonna grow, and then eventually. You know, maybe down the line, people listen to that. People are like, oh, geez, did I get like 15,000 sats for going on this show? What does that mean? What do I have here? What do I, yeah. what am I doing with this? Dude, uh, that's sick. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get this figured out too. Um, and it, yo, if you need any help, let me know because I'm right. always talking nodes and 
integration and stuff like that's my i love when people hit me up about that <laughs> i could just like go on about it forever yeah that's been on my my, my list as well as like figuring Official out a uh... boost ambassador here man. <laughs> like do you have a podcast oh you talk about bitcoin on that podcast oh is it value enabled then you don't have a bitcoin podcast man <laughs> exactly you gotta be I, able uh... to send bitcoin to the guy totally. come on i uh i i i gotta like figure out uh lightning uh i have i have the everything set up uh but um as far as like opening channels and all that and like actually yeah. actually doing the whole thing i i gotta i gotta i gotta get up on that i i've yet to delve into it but that's been on my list for like probably a year at this point i just gotta pull the trigger do uh into... one of our rings of fire man we're always organizing uh rings of fire what is this so a ring of fire is a channel opening strategy and i've i've always done a six man ring of fire where you get six nodes who want to open say like oh i need a two million sat capacity channel i want to open well if you're in a ring of fire you get two of those plus you get them balanced for free right at the beginning and the way it works is you got six guys node one opens to node two who opens to node three all the way around Oh, node six opens back to node one so then you got a perfect ring of uh a channel that you opened that has total local capacity and no remote capacity and then somebody opened to you with just the exact opposite right so none of it's on your side and then usually like the ring organizer that's usually me i will send half of the payment all the way around back to myself through that loop and it just balances all the channels on the way Huh. And so then at the end, everybody opened up a 2 million sat channel, but then they get two of those for the price of one. And huh. then everybody's connected. And then you can set your fees however you want. And, um, but just a nice strategy to where like, you know, it's already tough, like putting your coin in and deciding like, oh man, I want to put, I got 2 million sats here. Like that's a good chunk. Like I'm going to make a channel. Well, then you can get two of those instead of just one. It's like doubling up every time. So I never open channels anymore that aren't in a ring. Yeah, because like that's that's the scary part about it is you can lose. I've heard you can lose sats if you don't if you're not, if you're dealing with untrustworthy characters. Basically, it's uh it's possible. It's not certainly not common. It's yeah um, yeah, yeah, and it's not easy. Uh, that's the thing, it can be mitigated it's... with things like watchtowers. So if you have a watchtower, uh, basically what it's doing is it's another node that's watching your node. And it's watching for any channel closes. And if a channel is forced closed or, you know, a, a transaction is broadcast to close a channel and the balances aren't correct or the balance doesn't match um, what the last agreed upon balance was mm -hmm. by both parties, the watchtower can signal and block that transaction. And then what happens is you actually penalize the other node for trying to fuck you. Huh. And uh, you keep like you keep all the sats. Whoa. So a, a watchtower's really made it like totally unfeasible to try and and, and fuck with people's channels. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. That's cool. And do people yeah. do people normally just open random channels? Are they doing what you're doing? Sometimes, sometimes, but people are usually pretty cautious. I mean, yeah. if you get a lightning node just set up in the first place. You have to at least somewhat know what you're doing. Um, mm -hmm. Umbral makes it really easy. I think they're probably one of the easiest implementations yeah. as far as just like a 
few clicks install it on a raspberry pi but um i have run the lightning on uh, my node and it's it's it looks fair it's like programming to me it, like it doesn't look super difficult but i don't know what all the words mean yet you yeah know I mean? <laughs> it just it takes some uh some some getting used to or some you know some yeah. immersion kind of mm-hmm. like the other language stuff but uh yeah, like I dove in. I was way over my head, man. When <laughs> when podcasting 2.0 first came out, there I got a voltage node because I didn't have the hardware to make my own node at home. So I just like with voltage, you can basically rent a node, right? And it's your okay. node. It's like fully custodial or fully non-custodial, I should say. It's all yours, right? But uh, it's just on somebody else's hardware, right? Gotcha. And you're paying like monthly for it. But I just bought a year because I knew I was in it for the long haul. Mm. And um, back then, like the first, the only thing you could do was make a Sphinx tribe and associate your podcast with a Sphinx tribe. Like that was the only way to get sat streamed right. or get boosts back in the day. And there was no such thing as a boostagram back then until we figured out like, oh, we can attach a message and hide that in the uh, uh, TLV records, you know, and That's so it's cool. still, it's still kind of a hacky implementation, but it, like it works really well. You know? Yeah. Is there like so, a limit to the characters or anything? Uh, I think there is most apps like limit you w- well below what the true limit is, but gotcha, gotcha. Um, I'm not sure about that. The The problem is there's a trade off there because like the more characters you use up in the TLV records, the more the database expands and, um, you know, there's, there's sort of a, there has to be like a happy thought out medium there, but gotcha. uh, that's kind of past my depth too, <laughs> as far as like what the limits are, what can go wrong and all of that. What what are people making these apps with? What languages are they using? What goes into like if someone wants to make something that runs on Bitcoin, what would that look like? Um, I guess it kind of depends. With Lightning, there's uh, the two kind of main implementations are uh, um, LND, Lightning Network Daemon, and then uh, it used to be called C Lightning. Now I think they call it uh, Lightning Core. Okay. Is the is the other one that's kind of uh, picking up steam, and then uh, the Sensei node offers this third one that's a little bit newer, and I always have to look it up because I I can never remember what it's called. And these are like specialized languages. Or? It's like a uh, implementation of Lightning itself. So like they can all work together because they follow the same basic rules and they all know what like a channel is and gotcha. um, different things like that. And really, what a channel is is just a a multi-sig um transaction so it's like a it's essentially like a smart contract on the on the chain it stays open uh until you close it so there's like two on-chain transactions in a channel's lifetime the open and the close but then the in-between part is what uh makes lightning happen it's 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 where i can say all right this goes to your half and then you can take that half and put it to somebody else's half the um, the time lock transactions that can go through nodes uh, from A all the way to Z, if it you know if you want to. Right. Um, and are you having to pay attention to all of this going on? Is any of it like automated, or how much how much time are you are you dedicating to like making sure channels are are correct? Uh, as far as like node operations goes. You know, I look at mine every day, like a few times a day. Mm -hmm. Um, The biggest thorn in the side of my node 
and like my life as a node operator is the Tor network. Okay. Uh, Tor, for a, for a number of reasons. The first reason is that Tor has been under like active DDoS attacks since the summer. Really? Yeah, and it's just like been escalating. I guess it's a known issue for a while now. Uh, the other reason is more and more of these. Um, like if you install a Raspberry Blitz node or if you install Umbral on a node, and or I think Embassy is the same way, if you just get one up and you don't know nothing and you just do the defaults um, like I did and like everyone usually does, then you're running a full Tor node, which is all behind Tor 100%, right. mm -hmm. which is a good thing, especially if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Um, it doesn't expose your actual home IP address. Um, the trade-off is it's it's quite slow and it's not necessarily reliable connected connection-wise. And when you start getting more channels and bigger channels and you're like wanting to be a routing node and you want to route payments, um, then Tor just makes it more and more difficult as time goes on. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm actually... I've been pulling my hair out trying to figure out how to get uh, uh, hybrid mode turned on. So you can run your node hybrid where you have a clearnet IP and you have a Tor IP both. And then you anyone can connect to you on your clearnet and you can still connect to Tor only nodes via your Tor routing. But the way to do that safely is to send the clearnet stuff through a virtual private server. And okay. so you're not like actually exposing your home IP when you do it. Gotcha. And for the record, this is all stuff I barely know anything like tip of the iceberg <laughs> about. Like no, yeah, as totally. far as like networking is like a huge blind spot for me. So I'm just like fumbling through like an idiot yeah, um, trying I... to get things going and uh, doing okay, kind of. <laughs> uh, I finally got uh, the handshake to actually work. So I'm connecting uh, now, now all I need is to actually get my node to realize that it can send clearnet because it's still just showing me like that the onion IP is the only one that's good. So, gotcha. Almost there, man. That's how, <laughs> <laughs> that's how it feels a lot of the time. Yeah, but, it's yeah, it's tricky. It's it is tricky. It's definitely yeah. like a step more confusing and complicated than even just like self custodying a Bitcoin. Yes, like that to me was like was scary for the first 15 minutes and then you're like oh oh this is fine this is yeah this isn't bad at all like oh yeah. it's mine now that's yeah. good yeah exactly oh this is how it should be interesting yeah now but if yeah, it moves anywhere I... I had to say it was okay that's <laughs> yeah. good that's good but yeah every time i fire up uh lightning i'm like oh i need to like sit down and figure this out this isn't just a click around kind of thing and yeah it can be a lot man it can be a lot but the sooner you start like I'm glad I started when I did because yeah. even now I feel like, you know, I've barely scratched the surface, but that's that's like over a year and a half of like running <laughs> nodes, man. Yeah. So how many uh, do you how many do you run? Well, I have just uh one right now. I started on the voltage and now I run a rasp uh a raspy blitz on a Raspberry Pi. Nice. And then my wife runs an umbral. Oh okay. Which I sometimes do maintenance on, but she's pretty much in charge of that thing, so um, she picked the she picked the implementation that was a lot more laid back, you know. Yeah, I'm kind of fighting with mine. Umbral looks chill, like it looks like a a very like sleek version of of everything I've seen, basically. Yeah. It's like, oh, this 
That's like the Apple version. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great way to describe it. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, uh, like they both run on Linux, but um, Umbral has this like app store and like this user interface and stuff. You can just like click on things and yeah. Uh, with Raspy Blitz, you gotta get in there and do some command line stuff, which is <laughs> honestly like something that should be taught in grade schools. You know, like dude. It is command line and basic branching and looping logic like that's stuff it, that everybody should have to learn it it would be sick i mean i, I it's on me for not sitting sitting down and dedicating the time because i was like i was homeschooled so it's like i could have done whatever the fuck i wanted nice. i didn't do it i mean I, yep. there was a time me too, when I was by the like, way oh nice i think we yeah. ta- i think we may have talked about this i think was, that's right there was a time when uh like I was messing around with visual basic when I was a child and like, like, but like, I, I, for whatever reason, I was like, Oh, maybe this isn't for me. Like this, the second I like hit up against something difficult, I like just was like, Nope. <laughs> Too lazy. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I wish like I had been like more dedicated or something or like, yeah. but if, like you had a teacher like making you sit down and totally. fucking just learn the most basics. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I th- I think like I just didn't know what all was out there too, you know. I did learn like some HTML while I was homeschooled, yeah, like off of too. a DVD. They yep. had like a DVD that um, taught me a little bit about it. But what was it called? So I just you, didn't. So you want to know what HTML is? Dot com or what was it? Mine called? was called. Uh, Fuck. It was a DVD called like Standard Deviance. I want to say. <laughs> Standard Deviance HTML. DVD. So I think that's it. See oh yeah, there it is with this dude with the soul patch on the front. <laughs> it looks like Elite Hacker. Yeah, that's Sweet. the thing. That's I, the uh... thing. Excel at HTML. You can get it for two ninety five plus three dollars shipping. <laughs> <laughs> Shipping's more than the actual DVD. That's hilarious. I used to go yeah. to a website that was like had a cartoon dude on front who like was the was the writer of the thing i feel like it was called so you want to know html or mm. something like that and he had a bunch of them like he had like coding ones yeah and uh same thing like i i, I was spinning up dumb little websites for fun um but yeah just programming in general is so crazy powerful and like it's yeah. it's a bummer that it's like such a specialized um removed thing that totally most people it's and i think it's just it's just a a, a factor of exposure you know what i mean i mean they used totally. to teach greek and latin in primary school 100 years ago <laughs> like like we're only as dumb as like we're allowing ourselves to be you know yeah. and, and especially I think, like, in this day and age a lot of people everything. just like are like oh that's so overwhelming and it's like well you know if 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 ever since you were like a little kid in grade school you like knew what cd was to change directory to like go to a different folder or like you know you could read command line because it's like it's all right there in front of you you know right it's just it's just a matter of that like people just have never heard of it but now they're adults you know and so they're like it's different like five years of never having heard of it and then you learn it versus 35 45 55 years of never having you know it's a different animal so yeah 100 percent brain's less elastic <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> yeah you've you've convinced me i need to actually get off my ass and, and <laughs> figure out 
fucking lightning for real, real. Lightning, man. That's the way to do it. Yeah, lightning it is, really is. It's beautiful because you can just move what you need to move right away, you know, and then uh Yeah. I usually think of like my on chain Bitcoin is like my savings and my uh really? lightning Bitcoin is like my checking. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were saying you think of your lightning as your savings for a second. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Lightning so, is like, yeah. Are you are you like not that I'm like trying to ooh, make a profit, but like are you like collecting fees or is it like breaking even or how about just uh, not losing? Are you not it losing? Depends. That's I'm my, not losing. That's what it I'm depends. concerned about. It depends on like what all you take into account. Some guys right. will like do the calculation of like what their node runs. Like, you know, it's like a five amps pulling on a Raspberry Pi. Like I'm not sucking juice, you know, mm. like this desktop top computer I'm talking to you on right now takes way more power all the time <laughs> and it's always on. And I don't like calculate that as a monthly cost. And I don't know, maybe I should, maybe if I, I was see. like uh, more responsible, maybe I would, but like, I forget about those p- factors of, yeah, like, it like, actually costs money to run the thing. Some dudes will nickel and dime it to absolute debt pieces where it's like, well, the Raz- Raspberry Pi 4, uh, that'll cost me, you know, with all the whole setup, like $200, $220. And then how much electricity is it using? And, <laughs> and dude, for me, it's like, all right, I open a channel. Usually I do it at night mm. where I can get uh, an on-chain transaction through at one sat per virtual byte. Okay. So, so you're not leaving it on like all the time. You, you turn oh, it on. It's, it's always running, but like I open right. channels, your channels at night. Your channels yeah. are. So when only only costs you incur for running a node is paying on chain fees when you open and close channels. Okay. And so you can also uh, incur costs if you rebalance your channels, which um, is like always a hot topic, especially when you're starting out uh, making a lightning node. And oh, we need balanced channels. Make sure your channels are balanced. They got to be balanced. Yeah. Which which That's is like the true. one thing I've heard. <laughs> you do need balance in that you need to be able to send and receive if you want, especially if you want to be a routing node. Now, if mm. you're just trying to, you know, receive for a podcast and you don't give a shit about routing, you just need channels open to you and you need that inbound liquidity and then that's fine. You don't really need to worry about outbound if you don't plan on sending anything out. Interesting. Or if you don't plan on routing, like if you don't care about routing, which is fine. There's there's different use cases for different lightning nodes. But in the event that you're trying to grow it out and route some stuff and earn some fees, it is possible to do. Um, it takes some, uh, I think it takes a lot of time and dedication. And uh, even then, like, I don't know, it's, it's not really like a crazy amount, you know? Yeah. But, um, and, and nor should it be in my opinion. Like, I don't really think that uh, people should be out there like gouging fees on lightning just totally. to, rake in sats like it's kind of gross um but if you don't rebalance you can just use fees to kind of control the flow of your sats so that's what i do like other than starting rings of fire where i do that initial balance Mm -hmm. i haven't balanced my channels this whole year i stopped doing it at the beginning of the year because it costs money and you fuck up other people's channels when you do it so like Hmm. if i'm rebalance it basically means I have channel A and there's too much on my side and I have channel B and there's too much on the outbound side, right? And so I want them to be more in balance. So I'll send some to myself out channel A around the network and back into channel B and then that will balance me out. Mm. But then it goes through other channels on other nodes and it fucks their channels up, you know? <laughs> and 
they they're fine with that in a sense if they're running their node right because they earn fees off of that but i've got to pay that and then you know they have a potential rebalance on their hands and that um is still kind of an issue on lightning people talk about how like the traffic isn't really necessarily um reflective of like the actual economics of the lightning network because a lot of it's just people rebalancing shit which is true mm. i recommend people just stop rebalancing just don't if you need if you find yourself out of balance change your fee structure and open up some more channels too like mm. get in a couple of uh get in a couple of rings of fire get some balanced channels and then the fee is only charged when sats leave your node so because of that you want higher fees uh when the balance goes too far outbound so like if i have a channel and my local balance is really low and my uh remote balance is really high i'll raise the fee up and so then that will make it less likely for a, a payment to route out of it and make it even more unbalanced but then for coming in i don't charge fees for coming in and so then it will come in on that side and then find a different route and over time you can balance it that way gotcha. and it's a way to, you know, still like earn a modest amount, but also like just balance your fees without fucking anybody else's up and for free. You don't have to pay for it. Right. Charge other people. Uh, you charge just the network and uh, let the economy kind of balance your channels. So it's a way better way to do it. And you're not. And then another, another thing is people like freak out when their channel goes 70 30. Like 70 30 is still pretty balanced in my world, you know, like. Interesting. Like, if if you're working with a million sat channel and then seven hundred thousand is on the remote, you can still send three hundred thousand, yeah. And then you can receive a lot, you know. So like, it's nice, especially if you are a podcaster. You know, you want that inbound. Yeah. So remote heavy doesn't bother me ever, and and that means that you know, like, if you think of the potential, if all of my sat, let's just make it simple. If all my channels were a million sats. And they were all perfectly balanced, mm. then I can only receive a half a million sats. But if I've got some that are lopsided to where like, ooh, I got one that's nine hundred thousand remote. I got others that are only like two or three hundred thousand remote, and they're lopsided on my side. But that gives me more potential to send, and it also gives me more potential to receive. So, perfectly balanced. There's kind of also a. There's, it's good to have a mix of different liquidity. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about. There's a lot to think about here and a lot totally. to unpack. On the show, we talk about lightning stuff every single week or like Bitcoin in general, but mostly lightning and node running mm -hmm. uh, in a segment we call on-chain, off-chain, cocaine, shit stain. <laughs> because of just the word vomit that you have to do to talk about the shit and how it like makes no sense at first. So that's our I segment. I love that name. <laughs> We're just like lean into it. You know, we're like, you know what? We could like stop talking about this because it's so confusing or we could just keep fucking going because we're going to have to learn about, you know, we got to all learn about this shit, right? Yeah, like, so true. I'm just, no, it's... I'm just a simple stoner over here. You know, <laughs> like it's not like I have a college degree, man. You know, I'm just figuring this out. <laughs> One command line, uh, execution at a time man uh, you're an inspiration spencer <laughs> you're an inspiration oh boy that's yeah. hilarious i say let's wrap it up there we're gonna sure. be going for about an hour and uh damn 
You you know a lot about lightning. Don't don't sell yourself short, man. Yeah, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot more every day. That's but, good. Uh, I I have the Albi extension uh, uh, added to my Chrome. I'm gonna look into that for sure. I think I have a channel open. You 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 scared me when you were like, yeah, you have to have a channel open on your node in order to receive. So now I want to go mm. boost myself and uh, yeah, see, if you want to receive anything. If you want to get a ring uh, going real quick or yeah, do I'm any sort of testing on stuff, man, like I'm all about it. All right, I'm all about good. it. And, and there's a few up. guys too. There's a few guys in our circle who would just like live for it. So good, good. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll do my due diligence first. I won't make you guys babysit me. I'll actually like right read on. a little bit. There you go. <laughs> but uh, I'm definitely uh, definitely down to try that out. That sounds cool. Read the docs. Read the doc. That's yeah, another exactly. thing, man. In the in the development world, people would like. There's so many guys that'll just be like, read the docs. So they'll send you a link to the docs. And it's like, okay, I've read the docs though. Like, and it didn't make no goddamn <laughs> yeah. sense. Can you just like help me a little bit, man? Like point me in the right direction. Dude, you know, teachers are powerful. They do a service if if they're doing a good job. That's um, what I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, my communication uh, is the only thing saving me because I'm no technical genius or wizard necessarily, <laughs> but uh I can at least try to explain it, you know, or have so, the patience to try explain it at two or three different angles too. If the first <laughs> one doesn't hit. <laughs> Sweet. Well, dude, cool. once again, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, oh, sounds like you got a nice, again, uh, yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you got a nice uh, community going out there. You got your uh, no agenda thing going on. You got your yep. Bitcoin thing going on. That's very yeah. inspiring, man. That's very cool. I, I love it, man. There's like, um just a core of people who are awake and enthusiastic to everything that's going on and the changes that are you know happening in society and and the fact that we can actually do things yep. to make it better or to opt out of these like fucked situations you know like we don't have to actually like roll over and take it up the ass anymore like there Absolutely. there are ways out yeah. and you know can we totally break free tomorrow probably not but we can start now so that our children have a fucking chance, you know? Exactly. So like plant the seeds, baby plant as fucking seeds. Yeah. That's what we're about, man. I love it. I love it, dude. I'll, uh, I'll have you on again soon. Awesome. Peace. Have Always a, a pleasure, Micah. Take care. Yeah, absolutely. You're listening to extremely live. We're an ad-free, user-supported, pirate live stream. If you're getting value out of the stream, here are some ways to send us value in return. Text our URL to a friend. Follow us on Twitter at Extremely Live. And donate at extremely.live donate. All donations $10 and above will receive an on-air producer credit and have their emailed note read live.